0: Seconds. i just I, I don't know if i see them like ripping columbine the way that keegan did so if the question is like is keegan the best in the world at leadville right specifically at leadville because i think if keegan That's went a question did, was yeah i think if keegan went it went over and did european road he'd probably be mid-pack right up, party people if you haven't been living under a rock which i assume you aren't since you're listening to this show then you probably have already heard about keegan swenson's record smashing ride from ludville this past weekend so we figured why not bring you even more gossip on the topic we base the entire show around listener questions but per usual there's heaps of banter mixed in oh and don't forget to stick around to the very end where we talk about helping dizzle find his special purpose in the big wide world of youtube creation If you have any questions or feedback for the show, drop us a note at bonkerspodcasts at gmail.com or hit us up on the Insta machine. All right, let's get this party started. Dude, there's (laughs) there's so many questions about Leadville. All right, so we normally don't start with questions, but I propose that we get all the questions about Leadville out of the way. We don't even answer them while you're reading them. We just read them, and that way, I mean, we're probably going to answer them anyway, but that way we just know what to talk about on this episode. Okay. So you, you want me to just read the Leadville-only questions? Just read the Leadville-only questions, and we won't even answer them. We'll just keep them in the back of our mind for this episode. Okay. Uh, first couple are pretty short. So, hey, Bronk Bros. Oh, this is from Lewis. Why were your Leadville predictions so off for Keegan's record-breaking ride? And also, what are the time <laughs> predictions for Drew's 2024 Leadville win? <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dizzle's oh, the, the, people, the, have, the people have spoken. Oh man, okay. we, um, so we're not. We're not. Gonna next, answer no, these? Don't. We're what? gonna answer them, but we need. We have too many. We have to just keep them rolling. Keep it. Keep it in the back of your mind. We'll talk about it. This isn't gonna work. How am I gonna remember that question? No, be, dude. We have so many Leadville questions. We need to just get through them right now without answering any. We can't even what? talk. Just just let out so how's talk. that even yeah.
1: going to work? How are we going to not answer we're, it? We're going to talk about some of this we're stuff. Co- like we're we're going
0: to talk about all of this. But we I, I wrote it. down our predictions from last week. So oh, there's, we're gonna so talk so about there's that a lot of point.
1: repeat. There's a lot of re- repetition.
0: Sure. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, this so is from Marshall. Sense. And Marshall says, With Keegan's record-breaking performance at Leadville, beating his nearest rival by 25 minutes and winning nearly every lifetime Grand Prix last year and this year, why is Keegan still racing domestically? It seems like he could compete for at least podiums in the World Cup level. Uh, Blevins was—he says XCO, but I'm pretty sure he was XCC world champ. Um, mm-hmm. Why does something like that not entice old kegels? I'd have—I'd like to have you address or speculate on the reasons why he doesn't race in Europe, which to me is a larger and more prestigious stage to show off talents, be it financial accolades, getting to travel around the U.S. with Sophia being comfortable in the U.S. as opposed to abroad, and, of course, your professional insights are greatly appreciated. Thanks. So we're right. not going to answer that. We're just no. going <laughs> to. Shut up, We're going to get to it. <laughs> no, uh, uh, just let, Adam, I wanna, speak, I just to let say, Adam speak for the next five minutes. We're going to get to all of it. <laughs> I want to talk about it so bad. I have answers. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. All right. So the next one, this these is an, questions are about Keegan. So believe this me, we're going an to talk about tip. Keegan <laughs> or not, a, not a tip, but you know, anonymous question here. And, and I know that because I read their signature first and they said to keep it anonymous. Uh, <laughs> is there doping control in the lifetime grand prix series? Because it sure seems like there should be, mm. Ooh. Uh, let's see shots fired. <laughs> uh, this one's from Marcio, uh, AMA, Keegan Keegan is best in the world. Against medical Uh, advice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry for sending my second question in the same week, but do you think anyone in the world could challenge Keegan at Leadville uh, Mm. without the Jumbo Juice? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'll be there next year. If he means Jumbo Juice or Yumbo Juice. I I think that was a reference to Yumbo Visma, but I'm not going to put words in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, he seems to have the full package. Lightweight, power, adaption, high altitude, endurance, handling skills. Even for Tour de France riders might not be able to. Even Tour de France riders might not be able to. Remember the mm-hmm. off-road skills needed. Also, Tour de France barely reaches altitudes of 8,000 feet, uh, with a few exceptions peaking in, in the 9,000s in some years. Salut, mm-hmm. Marcio. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, now we got to jump over to the old Instagram web's Oh, man. Sign me out. Dude, I didn't even look at all the Instagram. Should we save these ones? Right, how many Leadville right, questions let's, are there on let's, the gram? Yeah, we, 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 can, we can save those for right now. Because actually, whenever Tyler gets on, he's got a bunch, too, because he put out a Yeah, why? Poll. Okay, we already have so many questions this week, and Tyler was like, let me take this opportunity to ask <laughs> some questions, to get people asking questions for the pod. I'm like, no, we already have enough questions, man. <laughs> well, now we got like a bunch more. All right. Uh, I think I mean, obviously, I think the first thing we got to talk about is Keegan's absolutely insane performance at Leadville. I so do you have the predictions written down that we said last week? So it was no secret that Keegan was going to go for the course record. He got six hours and one second last year, which is, you know, mildly infuriating that he didn't get sub six. I'm sure for him it was also extremely infuriating. Um, but he was also only, what, a minute and a half off of the fastest time ever at Le- Leadville by Albin Licata. Yeah. Um, so it's no secret that he is going su- trying to go sub six and trying to break that course record. And we made some predictions that were wildly off. Like we were thinking in the 550s, high 550s, I think. Like he yeah, was barely so- going to get it. So so Tyler said five fifty eight forty five. So he thought he was just gonna miss the record. Uh, Dizzle <laughs> no, said five fifty five. Right? What fifty five? Right? Or did he? Did Tyler, Tyler say? Tyler 40- said five fifty eight forty five. Oh yeah, you gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Dizzle said five fifty seven. So kind of just below <laughs> the record. DJ, you said five fifty five. And I said 559. So I was the closest, actually. You were the closest, yeah.
1: <laughs> but if and we were playing the prices <laughs> right, we would have all lost, right? Because we went over.
0: We're all over, but I, I mean, yes, but like, mm, is that. In this case, though, like, I feel like went guessing <laughs> over is actually under because he exceeded yeah, our We guessed guess slower. It. We guessed slower, yeah. right? We mm, guessed slower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. whatever. So, so <laughs> let, let, me, let me state my case here. So. I said 559, and it had nothing to do with Keegan's abilities. I just mm-hmm. feel like, how does he keep getting through these races without having anything go wrong? Like that's the thing that mm-hmm. keeps blowing my mind here. Like his fitness, like like yeah. the numbers that he put out. I, I listened to the Trainer Road podcast yesterday, and like you know, the numbers are impressive. But I think what's more impressive is that he's gone two full seasons basically without a single like race yeah catastrophe like did sure he crashed out of the finish of of schwammigan last year but that was like i mean you're gonna crash every once in a while like at the finish line like he was he was still there until like you know five seconds to go yeah and still Uh, got third or something right yeah he still got up and got third or whatever so like i just felt like there was there had to be something that was gonna go wrong But there isn't well, like I mean it's insane, dude. Like he dude, he so he has access to 170 TPI Max's tires and the Max Speed compound that they just came out with, and he didn't use he didn't use either one of those. He just used 120 TPI uh, uh, Aspen STs. Which yeah, he did use the prototype tires still, but um, but yeah, yes. but he went he went with the more conservative option, which is definitely. I mean, he could have it. Had he, you know, had he not flatted and he had gone with a faster tire, he would have gone even faster than he already did, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which the time that he already got is, is like mind blowing. So he ended up, for those who don't know, which I think everybody who's listening to this podcast knows what Keegan got. He got five hours, 43 minutes, I don't know how many seconds, but absolutely insane. I mean, yeah, he beat the course record by 15 minutes. Yeah, and so to put it into perspective how far ahead Keegan is, like Keegan is such an outlier in the bell curve of Leadville finishing times, right? He's such a huge outlier. So he finished 25 minutes ahead of second place, Alexi Vermeulen, and uh, I didn't even finish 25 minutes behind Alexi, and I got 17th, right? So, yeah. the, so the time gap... So the time gap between Keegan, first place Keegan, and second place is bigger than the time gap from, like, second place to 20th. Dude, but but it's it's also, like, to to further the context there, uh, Alexi had, like, a race, like, the race of his dreams. Like, mm-hmm. he, he went, what, 6.07 or something like that? Like, mm-hmm. top five all-time fastest times there? Yeah, I don't think, I don't, uh, the entire top 50 top 100 I don't think has ever had such a f- fast average time like it's yeah, I, yeah you I, went you went what seven or 626 <laughs> right yes yeah, so six six 626 got me 17th place this year last year 645 got me 20th place so 20th versus 17th like yeah it's a little bit better but it's in the same ballpark but my time was 20 minutes faster yeah yeah like Five years ago, six twenty six, you would have been on the podium, dude. I was looking. Yeah. Hold on, let me let me pull this up because because it was it was actually kind of insane. Um, I was looking at the re- race results from five years ago, so that would be twenty eighteen, uh, and this year and that year, Payson McElvin was was third. What do you think mm-hmm. his time was? I don't know. Uh, six and a half hours. Six twenty seven. <laughs> nice. You'd have gotten, okay. you would have been third dude i mean like i know i, I, know, I know man you gotta like it's... take you gotta like take into perspective that there wouldn't have been 15 guys mm-hmm. you know who were you know or 40 guys who are all driving the, the average pace or whatever but still i mean you know how how we won it in 16 618 that that year christian Heineck 621 pace oh. 627 like the the time ty- the times were mind-blowing the times were mind-blowing for the women too i don't think there's ever been like I don't even, I don't think there's ever been so many women going under 730, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, it's, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it's, but going back to Keegan, um, like I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of the online discourse since Keegan did that record. Um, unfortunately in the sport of cycling, when somebody does something, some, something absolutely insane like this, the first thing that. A lot of people are going to say is like, Oh, doping. Like, is there doping control? Is he doping, 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 doping? What I will say about, and, and I don't know if Keegan's doping or not. Um, I have no idea, (laughs) but, but what I will say about this is that, you know, if Keegan had gone to the tour de France this year, we wouldn't be having a conversation about whether Keegan's doping or not. Right. Because he would be probably, I don't know, mid pack or something. Um, and i i i think that he's just a world tour level talent who's racing domestically um and and the reason and one of the questions was why isn't he racing in europe why isn't he doing world cup mountain biking or world tour road or whatever it is i think the honest answer to that is because there's n- there's no one that's willing to take the gamble and pay him enough for him to justify making the jump. He's making more money winning all the races domestically in the U S than he would be if he were to go to a world tour road team right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it wasn't that long ago, two years ago that he was still chasing world cups and, you know, uh, pursuing the Olympics, you know, it was two years ago when he first did Leadville and that was kind of like his segue Mm -hmm. away from XCO racing so it's not like he's that far removed from it. Like he, he was in that realm. Like two years ago, he won Leadville, uh, kind of smoked to everyone that year. I think he won by eight minutes in 2021. You know, it's like he was he was already a top talent in the U.S., obviously, in this, in this endurance scene. But he was pretty mediocre in cross-country Olympic racing at the World Cup level. And I, I think part of it is just we see this all the time. I mean, U.S. talent goes over to Europe and doesn't – meet expectations. Cause it's a different lifestyle there. Like it's, you're not mm-hmm. close to home. The racing is different. Uh, training's different. Like everything about it's just different than what the upbringing is here. And that's why most world tour, like to U S uh, road riders will say, like, get over to Europe as soon as possible. If you have any potential for talent in, in the road scene, cause you basically have to be brought up over there. Like you, yeah. you it's just, it's just a hard transition. Especially if you're if like you know Keegan was never even based over there like he was still U.S. based and he was just going over there to race. So I mean you know like Blevins has done it. Blevins has had good success at the World Cup level, and I think Keegan's every bit as good as Blevins. But it just it's a different it's a different skill to be able to translate that over to international racing, and especially with a different lifestyle over there.
1: And he's winning. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. take the best american world tour rider right now nielsen palace how many times have we talked about nielsen palace on this podcast like i don't remember ever talking about him yeah exactly (laughs) oh okay that's your point (laughs) exactly we talk about keegan every week like (laughs) he is soaking up all of this winning and glory and whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. uh and if he went to europe he'd have to be he'd have to be like performing the way he is but like he'd have to be racing against Van Art and Vanderpool mm-hmm. and actually like contending against those guys. And palace is contending with those guys. Like mm-hmm. he was right there in the chase behind those three riders or those four riders at worlds two weeks ago. Like, yeah, you know, right. he was in fifth place and, behind and, the, and we, we didn't even mention him. It's like, yeah, yeah it's a, Dude, nobody,
0: nobody is like, nobody is having a, 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 internet argument about whether or not palace is doping. Right. But right. we're barely even talking about it. That's like the Yeah, no, you're like, right. You're right.
1: I think Nielsen is like a right now. I mean, we haven't seen an American ride this good, this consistent in a really long time. I'm like super stoked about Well,
0: about so, where, so there, where there's he's another headed. there's another domestic rider in in the World Tour peloton that I think I think could maybe contend with Keegan at Leadville.
1: Who who Here, do you think it is?
0: I us. I don't know who you're going to say. But, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Sepkus is good at altitude and good at climbing. Yeah, and, and he's he good comes at mountain from mountain biker, and he comes yeah, from yeah. mountain biking. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. I, yeah, so, like when 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 Marcio put his question out there, like sure, like a Walt Van Art or Matthew Vanderpool, like it'd be sick to see them come to Leadville and see what they could do, or you know, Tadej Pogacar. But I, I, I just I, I don't know if I see them like ripping Columbine the way that Keegan did. Like so, you know, so I. Uh, if the question is like, is Keegan the best in the world at Leadville, right? Specifically at Leadville, because I think if Keegan That's went what over the question did, was yeah, I think if Keegan went it went over and did European Road, he'd probably be mid pack, right? Um, yeah. But let's let's just hypothetically say that there's an alternate universe where the Tour de France of cycling is actually the Leadville 100, right? And <laughs> and like Europeans and the whole world takes the Leadville 100 super, super seriously. Like, where would Keegan fall in that world? I wouldn't be shocked if he's still in the top 10 in that theoretical situation. Um, he's so good at altitude. He's so good at mountain biking, and he grew up... I, he didn't grow up in Colorado, but he grew up one state over in Utah, and he's used to that terrain. I. It wouldn't shock me if he's like still a top 10 finisher at Leadville in a world where everyone, all they care about is Leadville. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, you know, it's one thing to have the fitness, but to have the skills to descend Columbine the way that he did, when you've got a train of, you know, thousands of people going against mm -hmm. you, like, dude, it's freaking insane. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, sure. I don't know that that you'd get too many guys from the World Tour Peloton who'd be willing to even take that risk, even if that was the World Championships on the line. Like, it's dude, I that's sketchy. I was climbing up Colum- so obviously Leadville's an out and back, and you can you can see everybody coming back when you're going out. I was climbing up Columbine, and I saw Keegan coming down. And I flipped over to my time screen real quick to see what time it was. It was like three hours or thirteen, three hours and thirteen minutes into the race or something. And I was shocked. I was like, "He is so far ahead of the record right now, and we're halfway in." Uh, like he and he, 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 and he put he, more time into that record <laughs> going home than he did on the way out. Yeah, his second half of the race was was more impressive. Yeah, by far. Like, I mean, that's and that's that's the thing about him is like, w- you know, with his course record, he he got uphill KOMs, he got downhill KOMs, he got flat KOMs. Like, mm-hmm. and, and the flat KOMs were solo. I mean, like, he just ripped every single part of the course to shreds. Yeah, there was there was yeah. no, there were no weaknesses. There was nothing. Yeah. No, it's yeah, it was super. What I would love to see. I mean, I I know that he put a lot into equipment selection and you know different setups and stuff like that i would love to see him next year like and i know it's tough because it's part of the lifetime grand prix so you don't want to like potentially sacrifice the race but Mm -hmm. it would be sick to see what what time he could do if he just went is is like slim as possible like fastest tires possible fastest bike (sighs) setup possible and didn't worry about like having a cushion for you know Mm -hmm. extra like sidewall protection or anything like if he just was like I'm just going to try and get the fastest possible setup. Yeah, so you know, I uh, he I can think of five different things that he could have done that would have gotten him a faster time than he already got. Unfortunately, most of them require him uh, breaking his contract with his sponsors. You know, like. <laughs> like if he had done continental race kings obviously he can't do that cuz he's sponsored by Maxis if he had ran a faster like TT style skin suit obviously he can't do that he's sponsored by If he had ran a different helmet you know stuff like this um, personally i think if he had done drop bars that would have been that would have been faster he says he he actually said in a post that he tried drop bars out but he didn't end up going with it yeah 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 he said that he couldn't get the fit dialed which i don't know i i just i i don't think he tried hard enough because i didn't it's not that hard hard, it's honestly not that hard to get the fit dialed um dude my my drop bar bike is the most comfortable like it and i don't mean comfortable like a like a hybrid cruiser comfortable i mean like it's like it's set up exactly the way that I would want it to be set up for a drop bar bike. Yeah, I think it's just like anything. If you spend enough time on it, it feels good. Um, yeah. Personally, uh, personally, I got my fastest time ever down power line with the drop bars on race day. And I got a time, my time down Columbine was faster this year on the drop bars than it was race day last year. And if you take out those two sections of the course, it's like the rest of it is a gravel race. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was the same. Yeah, I I was within, I think, two seconds down power line of last year and then faster down Columbine this year. Um, Yeah. And it's funny because, like, I had people that were, like, people would come up to me after the descents and be like, yo, dude, how was it descending that thing on, on that bike? And what I would tell them, like, the drop bars, I don't, I didn't feel like were a nuisance at all. It was, it was the fact, like the limiting factor was being on a hardtail. Like the only people that were descending faster mm-hmm. than me around me were on full suspension bikes. We're like, yeah, you could yeah. take a little bit faster lines through some of the rockier sections, but I, did, I wouldn't say I rode it any different at all, and, and the numbers show that than I would on a flat bar hardtail. So speaking of people thinking outside of the outside of the box with their bike setups for unbound, uh, Leadville or Leadville, this guy. <laughs> um, okay. So Sophia, uh, won the race on gravel tires. Now they're why they are, they were 47s and, uh, they're not, they weren't the pathfinders. They were actually, I think the trigger or whatever. I've never used that tire. Uh, <laughs> but tracer, but, um, tracer, tracer whatever yeah it's a tire that i don't think about <laughs> uh so you know this is going to be a little weird on this podcast bashing a 47 millimeter specialized gravel tire but i i don't know what she was thinking honestly I, so and the reason for that is because if you're running a gravel tire you're obviously running a higher risk of flatting she didn't flat so you know that, that i guess that's 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 a moot point but the the rolling resistance on a gravel tire is usually higher than on a mountain bike tire bec- a really fast XC mountain bike tire because the casing is thinner on an XC mountain bike tire because the volume is so much higher there are some sections where the narrower tire was probably more aerodynamic and a, and more of an advantage but i i i can't see a gravel tire, even a 47 millimeter one being faster overall for the entire course. Yeah, I, th- I think we knew she was going to run that or we thought speculated because she did that at the stage race. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of talked about this last week. But yeah, to me, that's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it kind of seems like the worst case scenario because you're on a full suspension mountain bike, which like the mm-hmm. advantage of having the full suspension mountain bike is that you can rip the descents. But then you're on this like skimpy little gravel tire, which I know, I know a 47, it's not like that small, but it's small compared to even the smallest mountain bike tires like we were running. And and yeah, like that, that just takes away from your ability to rip the descents. So I don't know. To me, it's kind of like it just neutralizes the setup. Yeah. But she, now, I, <laughs> I mean, she won the race and in, like in a, yeah. in a killer time and uh, right. didn't flatter anything. So I don't know. I guess it, it worked out. I will say that if somebody said, okay, you have to run gravel tires for Leadville, I would definitely be on a full suspension. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> choose that tire in the first place. So. Right. Okay, the, the other so, is... Insane- hold on, wait. Wait, so along that same note, though, Tyler, Tyler fielded a question and someone said, if Specialized made a 2.2 Pathfinder, would that be your go-to Leadville tire? Or no, it says, would that be your... <laughs> Would you go <sighs> top 10 at Leadville with that tire? I don't think I would choose. Top 10 uh, in the Lifetime Grand Prix or type top 10 at <laughs> <in> race? <Grand Prix? laughs> uh, I think, no, I think that, yeah, I wouldn't even choose that tire because uh, the Pathfinder already has worse rolling resistance in the Continental Race King, which is the tire that I chose. You're saying that the the rolling resistance is even even at the smaller uh, yeah. size? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. And the tracer is even worse than that. So you're saying that the rolling resistance? Yeah. Oh yeah. You you said that that the rolling resistance of the 47 tracer is probably worse than the Conti. Yeah. I don't know when people. I mean, this is this. Uh, there's somebody on this podcast right now who this is like directed towards. I don't know when people are going to like get it through their head that like narrower does not mean faster at all. In fact, like most cases, it's the opposite. I take offense to that. I personally take offense. To <laughs> I don't know what Drew's doing. Drew's pulling like a Scott right now. Is he even listening? <laughs> Scott. Um, Scott um, from- yeah, I'm, um, he's huh? doing his homework for Leadville next year. He's already prepping. <laughs> just- should we? Sh- should we go ahead and predict what Drew Drew's Leadville time is going to be next <laughs> year? That was one of the questions. <laughs>
1: what was yours? T- what was your time this year, Dylan? Six twenty-six. Six twenty-six. Six twenty-five. What does that
0: mean? Six twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, but next year, next year, next year I'm gonna get like six fifteen. So,
1: still beat you. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just gonna beat Dylan. That's all that matters. I'm gonna stay with Dylan and beat him at the end. Okay, sprint finish
0: for seventeenth. Yeah. So
1: are you? Are you gonna? So you know what I? What, Actually, what, I've always said that I have. There's I, okay. I have never really desired to do Leadville because I hate racing at altitude. Like I'm uh, mm-hmm. i don't know really? terrified. Have you told us ter- that
2: before? I don't know if yeah, terrified is the idea. right
1: word or not. But <laughs> like BWR next week is at 5,000 feet and I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, mm-hmm. So doing a race at 12,000 plus feet is like sounds so idiotic to me that that would probably be one of the races that I skipped if I did the Leadville or the Lifetime. Well, but I will have to say, with all of the hype over the last week, definitely makes me, you know, intrigued, especially to see somebody like Alexi Vermeulen get second, who is a, a fellow sea leveler. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think he, he lives, lives in Boulder, dude. He's yeah, like a fellow sea leveler. Yeah, he, he lives in Colorado. in Colorado. He's originally from Michigan. Um
0: but you're gonna move I to boulder know. next you know, year i
1: don't know like keegan's grown up at altitude mich uh lexi i don't know i don't know maybe yeah yeah that's a bad, that's a bad example i mean Drew, I, think, I mean
0: yeah there there is there, there is something to that like growing up at altitude but
2: i mean alexi's been in boulder for what like five years probably or more i
1: mean yeah
2: Drew, i think you got one thing going acclimated. yeah i think you got one thing going for you which is that Um, you know, next year they're going to let you drop four out of eight races for the lifetime Grand Prix. So, I mean, dude, you can only show up for like half the races and still (laughs) be in the money, you know, dude, they're just going to keep, they're just going to keep making the Grand Prix softer
0: and softer every year. They're going to let like a thousand people in and you only have to do two out of 12 races. (laughs) Exactly. I'm in. You could do Leadville on like 38 slicks next year then. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, if I did it, I think I would
1: do it more for, like, the challenge. Like, I'm not going to get a good result at that rate. You would do like, it to do it on the challenge, Strata Bianchi? Oh, like, exactly. look, like, Dylan. <laughs> <That's> correct. <laughs> I, got a, I got a kid. I can't go acclimate for two months like Dylan did. Like, Dude, bring her. Take,
2: take her with you. Wish bring your kid it. to Colorado.
1: That would be awesome, but CJ has a job, so, like. She kind of has to be at her job. Tell her to work remote. Yeah, you can't deliver babies over the computer, <laughs> it turns out. Uh, and someday. Yeah, yeah. be cool if you could, though. It there would are babies, be cool. There are babies being delivered in Colorado, I think. You know, we could, yeah. That's a, yeah. Move, we don't move have to move go. Ignition HQ to Boulder. I was just about to say, Dylan, we need to either either open up a, like, a you know, have like an ignition. Colorado location or just get a van and have a, a mobile ignition HQ. Mm -hmm. That'd be pretty cool. All right. Parking me and Dylan just driving around the country in a big van together. Oh, (laughs) That sounds awesome. Is is, ne- is Nina invited or is it just the two of us? The most important thing would be what just tires, the <laughs> what tires <laughs> would we put on the van? Yeah, that's the biggest. Definitely the
0: Strata Yankees. You got to get that gas mileage down. <laughs>
2: important. Yeah, you know, trying to stuff inserts into <laughs> the tires on the truck. <laughs> They're faster this way. They're more fuel efficient. <laughs> okay, the other... At Ragbri, cool. we saw this
1: bus. This is relevant because I just this is <laughs> so cool. Dude, <laughs> this is so cool. Nothing about this sounds relevant. <laughs> at Ragbri, they at Ragbri they had a they had a the beer bus, and the beer bus would break down at a at somebody's front yard every day. And uh, we stopped, and the police were like, uh, "Are you are you giving away free beer to the owners of the property?" And they were like, "No, no, that bus broke down. I don't know." But on the side of the on the side of the bus were taps like just drilled into through the side of the bus where you could fill up and get beer what if we mm-hmm. did that but with flow flow formula. formula yeah the flow <laughs> and then you know, like you people just come up to the side of our van and fill up their water bottles with flow we'd have like a keg of flow on the
2: inside That'd be that awesome. violates so <laughs> many health and safety regulations but it it's a good so, idea. it'd be cool <laughs> that's I, I mean that's like that's like working for somebody else.
0: I we are sponsored by Flow, but that's like working for somebody else's company. We need to work it in with Ignition somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a tap, and then when you pull it, it gives you coaching
2: advice. It's like take a rest day. Eh? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's an excerpt from a Matt Fitzgerald book.
1: <laughs> I, dude, that would be good. We should have fortune cookies made with Matt Fitzgerald quotes on the inside of them and give them away. Okay, okay. At races. We got to
0: we got to re- rein this back in. Dude, this was, <laughs> that was actually so on topic, Drew. Dude, the amount of the amount there were actually quite a few people that were like, you know, I posted my bike. Right. And there were people that were commenting. This was probably from the last episode, but they were commenting stuff like, oh, that looks like a great bike for Ragbri. Yeah, (laughs) that is a good bike for Uh, Ragbri. So speaking of weird bikes, the what you got. Did we talk about Lachlan Morton's bike on the podcast last week or no? I saw his number. His
1: number—it was like I sent you guys that <laughs> picture. It was like it looked like he had a water bottle taped to like instead of a stem, it was his water bottle, and it was like <laughs> the weirdest looking. I don't. And Tyler, you said that was his number. Yeah, it yeah, was his, his number, number around wrapped, his
0: wrapped around. Yeah. his stem. Yeah, but did you see the stem though? No. Yeah, it I was guess it was, it was covered by the number. The stem. is like a negative eighty or something.
1: <laughs> the only granted the only. Um, the only Leadville uh, media I took in was the Instagram live from the Lifetime, mm-hmm. so I just screenshotted the video. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's like you can't even see his stem because his number is over it.
0: But it was like his
1: handlebars are almost Dude, touching I, his wheel.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I'm a little bit jealous. Like I, <laughs> I, I wish I could get my <laughs> flat bars that low. You I want really long. I have really you long arms, like my that low? my ape my ape index is like plus five. Oh, dude, so, you be a great climber. So I need I need my bars like super low always. You know a, those I, bars I, like I, like I can never get them low enough.
1: You know those riser bars, just flip, flip them upside, upside down. down, and then instead of risers, they will be
0: droppers. <laughs> Someone <laughs> dude, needs that's, to make, the, make this is real why thing. Adam likes his drop bar mountain bike so much.
2: Yeah, dude, I, I feel like I feel like Lachlan saw Nino Schurter set up and then told Nino hold my beer while he like <laughs> tops it because it's just ridiculous like i've seen it uh, I, i've seen it in person because he had the same setup at it was a little
0: bit different like he had different bars at migration but it was but he had like this the same like super crazy drop stem yeah. uh the, yeah yeah the other it's pretty pretty sick the other my i don't know if this is this is probably more impressive than the bars about his bike is the 42 tooth chain ring now anybody yeah. who's done leadville think about having to run a 42 tooth chain ring up Columbine and up power line seems reasonable hit the gym bro <laughs> yeah I think I think Keegan had a 40 tooth on but man like I want to know I want to know what his cadence was his stem is literally like touching the the crown of his frame like it's it's literally straight down
3: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: how did he do that is that custom? So it, no, it's a, it's a it's one of those adjustable stems like you see on like hybrid bikes where you can like you can like unthread it and then you can adjust the height of it. What it's just that heck? usually they're like pointed straight up, not straight down. Dude. <laughs> Who would have ever thought that a hybrid bike component would be used for this purpose?
2: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna catch Drew at Go Cross in a couple of weeks with that like freaking bars down to the bottom of his his tire. It'd be sick. Should do it, Drew. What,
1: what the heck? What a weird.
2: Yeah, so I don't know. Any anyways, Dylan,
0: yeah, the, the forty two tooth was <clears throat> was kind of bonkers. Yeah. Um I ran a thirty six tooth. I don't know what you ran, Adam. I I too ran a thirty six and I I kind of wish that I'd actually just run the thirty four, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the 36 really bought me all that much in, in like, the faster sections. Mm-hmm. And and, and the, the thing that I, like, overlooked was I I only based it on what my my lowest gear was and what my yeah. highest gear was. So I was like, oh, the 3652, that's, like, the same as a 3450, which I ran last year. Like, that's plenty fine. And it was. Like, the 3652 wasn't the problem. It was, like, the 36... 42 the 36 36 the 36 32 that was all like just a little bit harder than i wanted it to be hmm. so i felt like i the whole time i was in a gear easier than i wanted to be because i just couldn't quite turn over the bigger gear so i feel like if i had the 34 like i probably could have turned over a little bit bigger gear i don't know it or i just was tired and it felt too hard <laughs> either way okay. it didn't either, either way i think it was a mistake i think i think i would have ridden faster with the 34 yeah Interesting. Um, Yeah. So the other thing that I want to address on this podcast, I made a little Instagram rant on my story about it. Um, So this is – Dizzle knows because I complain about this all the time, about how the Grand Prix just gets faster and faster and faster. You complain about a lot of things, but that's pretty high at the list. (laughs) 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 Okay, so – And last weekend at Leadville is a perfect example of it. The times were absolutely... It's like a mixture of complaining and whining. So Leadville is a perfect example of that uh, last weekend. And here we go again. The times were absolutely insane. But uh, this time what I'm whining about is other people whining on social media about (laughs) how... Man, if I see one more post from somebody who went 10 minutes faster than their PR and is, like, talking about how they had bad legs or a bad day out there or it just didn't come together for them because they got, like, five places back from they what they did last year, I'm just – I'm over it. Like, you didn't have a bad day. It's just the competition is that much fiercer now. Like, there, there are so many people who – Went faster, had a higher power output, did better than they ever have at at Leadville, but they're worse on the results sheet, and and now they're they're crying about how they had a bad race, and um I don't know I'm just nobody looks at their race performance objectively like the only thing that they're judging a race performance on is the results sheet, and honestly the results sheet is just who showed up to the race like. You know what? Like, what if Yumbo Visma decided to bring their whole squad to Leadville for some reason that nobody can figure out? Like, you'd be even further back. So, you know, yeah, wait, Keegan wouldn't chains. have won. I don't know. But Keegan might have still won, but
2: <laughs> um, but but you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that, like, I know we all give you shit for, but it's that is something that I think uh, it's just a product of like bike racing in general. Like, I remember this one time, like. Talking to someone, and they like, I just said, like, Oh, uh, I it was like, at elite nationals, right? Elite cross nationals, so take that with a grain of salt, um, because it's cyclocross. Like uh, and it, someone was like, I got whatever this place, and they're like, Oh, out of how many? and it was like, n- No, like, it's elite nationals, like, you have to qualify for this event, but people never put it into contacts, they just see mm-hmm. how is your race, and they expect to hear a result a position or what have you and so like i don't know how you change that i don't know how you shift the culture from being so results oriented to like your performance and your performance isn't inclusive of your result because as you said like everybody gets faster or you know in the case of cross like all these u23 kids are coming up and dude kids are fast these days (laughs) like like i was Mm -hmm. you know last year i was doing just Like good numbers for for me personally, but like my results were not as good. But you fail to consider the fact that you have all these kids that used to be racing juniors or were U twenty three racers. Now they're in the elite field and they're faster or just as fast as you. And so you have to like add them into the mix. So I don't know. All that to say, like I agree. I agree with your point, Dylan. I, I think we need to. Make a shift away from just like, what was your place, right? Like, what was your result? Well, my performance was really good. I went 20 minutes faster. Um, you know, result was still the same, but, mm-hmm. you know, the by placing... But like in terms of performance, yeah. like I, I guess what I'd say is that I I don't have any problem with people
0: chasing results. I chase results. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna do bet, better placing wise in the Grand Prix than I did last year. I wanna do better placing wise in Leadville than I did last year. Uh I would love to be on the podium, I would love to win races. If I'm ever if I'm in a race where, you know, uh where like like take BWR North Carolina, for example. Uh, like I didn't just ride at the front and try to get the fastest time at BWR North Carolina for no apparent reason. I was like being tactical to try to win the race. Um, like I I race for results, but I I think what irks me, especially at a a race like Leadville, where it's the same course every single year, so you can objectively look at the time and see whether whether it's better or worse. Uh, when people when people objectively. Perform better than they ever have, and I'm not going to call out anybody by name. But you know who you are if you're listening to this, and you know who I'm talking about if you've seen it on Instagram. Um, if you objectively do better than you ever have, like you you went faster, you did better power, etc., and then you're talking about how you had a bad day. You did not have a bad day. Like you're just upset that you're not the fastest person in the race, or you're not the top five fastest people, or you're not the top ten fastest people. What if you improved, say. but you didn't you didn't improve as much as you wanted to? <laughs> Is that what you did, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what place I got. Like I didn't even look at that. All I cared about was going under seven hours and I didn't go under seven hours. Okay.
2: Dude, honestly, you should probably just pack it up. <laughs> Dude, I, I I I was close to it. And I, I No uh, way. Get out of here.
0: I mean I almost didn't finish because it got so cold at the end. And because yeah. it's raining, yeah. um, that the, if there was a place for me to actually stop and 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 I don't want to say quit because quitting sounds like I mean it, it, I guess it would have been weak because I did I did end up finishing but like I just needed I needed help so bad like I was so cold and like hypothermic that I was like I needed assistance. If there was anywhere that I could have stopped, I would have. But mm-hmm. the closest thing that was like a any kind of like reprieve from the conditions was potentially an open uh, mobile home. That was like at one of like the campgrounds towards the end of the race. Yeah. And no, it, I didn't even know if it was this open. A bad call. <laughs> yeah. There was like, but there was like, there, there was like, there's nowhere that you can even pull out. Cause, cause you're, hmm. you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. So like I had to finish, but yeah, it got so cold and I was like so far behind my, my goal finish time. Anyways, I was like really close to like, this just isn't worth it. Did it? I, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember it raining. During the race. Yeah, that's because you were done when it started raining. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it, it started raining as I was coming over the top of St. Keevans. Inbound. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, like, yeah, it okay. rained the entire descent, uh-huh. and then time back to town for me. Dude, okay, man. Like, I'm going to... Dude, you can't pull out at the bottom of St. Kevin's. No, no, no. At the top of St. Kevin's is when it started raining. Okay, but what... If you're on St. Kevin's at the end of the race, you can't pull out. You're, like, right there. I know. I was, like less than five miles dude dude, if you like crashed on the st kevin's descent and like you know destroyed your bike and your body is all banged up and bruised i would still expect you to finish the race you're that close (laughs) yeah i mean like i said i I, I I did (laughs) but like the the only like the main reason i finished was because that was literally the safest thing for me to do was like get back to the finish because anywhere short of that would have been like put me in a worse situation. But yeah. I uh, I was so cold coming down St. Kevin's that I had to lock up the brakes the whole descent because I couldn't Oof. move. I couldn't move my fingers at all. So like the the only way that I could slow down was to just lock up the brakes the whole time. It was it was pretty wow. bad. Yeah, Nina, uh, my girlfriend, she she wore like what she was wearing on race day. It looked like she was about to riding in the middle of december in the snow like she was wearing full tights like a jacket she had a hat on like way more clothes than anyone else yeah i saw her at the at the start and and i was like that's actually probably a good idea (laughs) um but i i i had all i had warmers and a vest and a jacket on me until pipeline coming in and then i threw it to the specialized tent because i was Mm -hmm. like it was like hot at that point and i was like i don't need this stuff anymore so I like yeah. dropped it there and that was a mistake. Cause if I had at least a jacket on me, I would have been fine. But, mm. um, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty miserable, but I, I like the coming into it, like all I cared about was going under seven hours. So once I realized like that was out of the question, I was like, just kind of defeated, honestly. Mm.
2: What time did you get? 7.30. Mm. So I wasn't even close.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, in terms of like a uh, overall, like seven hour event, I feel like you know math wise it's pretty close just yeah. trying to cheer you up adam thanks man <laughs> appreciate it no that's fine i mean I'm, I'm over it now i'm already already moving on but
0: um yeah it's huh. just a bummer yeah i didn't realize i honestly i didn't realize it rained that hard on the course it only rained in one small part of the course because like like the people like 20 minutes ahead of me didn't get rained on and people like half an hour after Looking- me didn't get rained on wow Looking at the weather in the morning, I was worried that it was going to rain during the race. There was, yeah. there were multiple. It, it was drizzling on the star line. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine how miserable the race would have been if it if it was rain like you experienced, but the whole race. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> th- I've, I've heard of years like that where, where it's rained the whole time and that just. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think course records. It's would no be- joke up there. Being broken, or maybe they would. Like Keegan went so fast, he probably still would have done it. But <laughs> uh, uh, should should we get back into some questions? Yeah, let's get back into some. I feel questions. like we we pretty much covered all the questions we read at the beginning. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully, hopefully. Although we didn't predict what uh, uh, Dizzle's time would have been. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that Dizzle would have finished in a sprint finish with you, Adam, for seven thirty.
2: I think Dizzle also rode 100 miles on, on Saturday in solidarity, and his time was faster than yours, Dylan. So, yeah, <laughs> there's that. It was. Dude, yeah, Drew, that's the thing, man. You, <laughs> you got to just get over altitude
0: and just, you just got to race it like it's at sea level. Dizzle is like it's, just it's not incident. even there. Dizzle, Dude, is there good. anybody who, that's really good advice. Is there anybody who beat me at Leadville that you've beaten in the past <laughs> so that you can use the transitive property to kind of figure out where you would have stacked up here? Uh, beating Alexi, dude. Ooh, you beat Alexi, would have come in second, <laughs> yeah. When we were like 17, 18 year olds, yeah, that is a good, that's a strong point, right there, man. Still count. <laughs> dude, can know. we talk about uh, smoked John Gaston? At, smoked him at uh, Snake Alley, dude. How do you, if John Gaston was in the Lifetime Grand Prix, how good do you think he would do? See, I, you know, Why isn't he? Sometimes, here's the thing though, he, he's, he doesn't he's, care about bike racing. He's obviously <laughs> so impressive at Leadville, and I and uh, his his Leadville performances the last two years have blown my mind, especially the fact that he's like not a bike racer. But sometimes, your your altitude mountain bike performance at Leadville. Doesn't translate to say your unbound performance at sea level sure. or your Schwammigan performance at sea level, dude. But three of the races are high altitude races. That's true. No, you you, you make a so great. So he only point. has to have two other good races out of the other four. No, you make a good point. You make a good point. Yeah. And he he had like the third fastest time down Columbine on the day. Yeah, so no, like he can descend for skilled. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, I think I think, he, I think he would he'd do pretty solid. Yeah, I, well, I guess I guess the point that I'm making is that you—it's very hard to take altitude performances and and say and equate them to a sea level race. Like just yeah, just as, as an example, uh, Unbound or Schwamigan or I don't know Sea Otter. I think he'd actually do pretty good at Sea Otter because clearly he can handle his bike and he's good at mountain biking. But un, Unbound, for example, I I don't know if he would perform good or bad. Like I I just don't know because it. it so sometimes your altitude climbing performance doesn't equate to going all day on rolling Hills at sea level. So. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Let's, uh, let's hit some listener questions again. Oh, Dylan, For you almost beat Logan. Ah, oh, you should have beat him, dude. Awesome yeah. T- <laughs> I, I didn't want to mention this on the pod, but it was a sprint finish between the two of us. He beat you by eight Nine seconds, sprint. bro. It's not the, a sprint. Are you serious? on a line. <laughs> all the videos I've seen of you coming across the line, you were solo. <laughs> I, dude, I have to send you this. There's a video of us sprinting. Logan, Logan doesn't even look like he's trying. I need to send it to you guys. Hold on. He didn't have to. He was sprinting you. Oh, man, I, dude, but you actually have to see this video. Like, like, this video is hilarious. I want to All send right. it to you guys. Okay, do that. Never mind. I'll send it to you after the pod. It's too much work right now, but I'll send it to you after the pod. Logan is, Logan is literally like, looks looking at me and he's like why are you going so hard and then he crosses the line and i look like i'm dying that's <laughs> about right so but uh, what i will say about that situation is um coming off of st Kevin's, i was under six hours i was like 555 at the top of st Kevin's, so i knew that my time was going to be like Something insane, an absolute heater. And I was like, dude, I gotta get the fastest time possible. Like, that's all I was thinking. I was like, I gotta get the fastest time possible. I gotta get the fastest time possible. Past Pete, drop Pete. Um, caught Logan, caught Logan with like two miles to go or something, or three miles to go. And I caught him, tried to come around him and drop him, but he he got on my wheel. And then I kept giving him the elbow to come through, but he didn't He didn't want to come through. And I don't blame him because we're two miles from the finish. Like he wants to play it tactically and beat me in the sprint. <laughs> so then I'm thinking in my head right now, I'm like, okay, <clears throat> I can either play this tactically and potentially risk Pete catching up to us uh, and like, you know, roll the dice in the sprint against Logan Owen, who's probably a better sprinter than me, or I can just, keep burying myself and try to get the fastest time that i possibly can because i already know this time is going to be so fast and i went with the latter i like i like pulled logan the last two miles of the race and didn't even really care that he was on my wheel i still tried to sprint him but i i'm already you know you already know how i am at sprinting and my my odds did, were not good at that point did you call him out in your
2: post-race report
0: no i dude i I'm don't, bl- don't bl- i don't blame him for doing that at all like he's you know he's just and actually i looked at the grand prix standings afterwards and logan owen is one point ahead of me right so oh, if i had beaten him oh. i would be in 15th right now instead of 16th wow <clears throat> dang well wow. but does that include dropping two races yeah it actually does include dropping two races oh really okay <laughs> 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 okay uh Okay, this first question we got here comes from Pierce. He says, "Did Dylan weigh the ink being used for his tattoos? And if so, how many grams in total do his tattoos
3: weigh?"
0: See, <laughs> mm. mm. no wonder
2: Kerry did so bad. He's gotten too much ink this year.
0: Yeah. Well, that also <laughs> wow. doesn't that
2: also doesn't explain
0: why Keegan did so well because I think he's the most Keegan's the most inked up rider in the Grand Prix.
2: He probably uh, he probably weighed it with his tattoo. Artist he probably used like car
0: like you know carbon fiber ink or something. <laughs> yeah, no long term health implications. Yeah, now that is a good question. It's I funny because you guys can't see question. this, all the listeners yeah. can't see this, but Dylan is literally thinking about it, oh, and man. I feel like there's okay. like some some regret so, going on in his mind. He's like, so <laughs> when I started getting, so I got like. I, I got one tattoo and I was like, is it is it a good idea for me to be getting tattoos or is this going to affect my performance? And there were two things that I was thinking about. I was like, uh, um, I didn't think about the weight. Well, I, I have thought about that, but I was like, it's, it's probably not that much. Of course you have. <laughs> Um <laughs> But the other thing I was thinking about is is um, is having a tattoo, does that affect your ability to sweat at all, right? Um mm. Like, because you're you're piercing your skin over and over and over. And it's like, is that affecting your sweat glands, right? And it turns out that there's research on this. They've done research on this question that I had. You should do a video on this. Don't tell us about the research now. All right. I won't tell you guys about it. Spoiler. I mean, uh, what's it called? Like a uh, sneak peek. Sneak peek video. Do tattoos make you slower? Uh, okay. <laughs> then he says, another question. Oh. Is Adam related to Nick Saban, and if so, tell him he can kick rocks. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Pierce must be like an Ole Miss fan or something. Uh, yeah. Somehow he's like my dad's cousin. So
2: wait, you are related
0: to him? Yeah, like we're 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 blood relatives, but I've I've like never met him or anything. Oh wow, (laughs) that's crazy. People ask if I'm like related to some random Johnson all the time, which of course I'm not. There's just way too many people named Johnson. Yeah, exactly. I'm not related to him. <laughs> yeah, he's my he's my twin, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, actually, I'm gonna read these kind of in in order of how recent they've been sent in, in case they're Leadville related. Okay, dope. This one's from Casey, homie Casey. Uh, the people know Dylan switched to SRAM AXS, but this better be addressed on the next episode. Is Scott going to ride one of Wout's old felt CX bikes? Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> well, scratch all of that because these these two questions i didn't realize one came in from like a long ass time ago one was from june 29th so it's a, the first one you can i guess answer this the people know dylan switched to sram access
2: but this better be addressed on the next episode what does that even mean when did you switch to sram access i, I think didn't you, i think he was talking about no you had like a you have like mixed hold on i was messaging with casey the other night let me check uh i think you have like mixed group sets right Don't you have one bike that's got SRAM and one bike that's got got, uh, Shimano? All of my gravel
0: slat or road bikes have Shimano, but I Mm -hmm. do have a quark power meter on them. And then all Mm -hmm. of my mountain bikes have SRAM, but I Mm -hmm. don't use a SRAM chain. I use a KMC.
2: Yeah, for that pristine shifting performance. (laughs) I would have gone the other way around, but that's fine. You don't (laughs) like marginal gains. So anyways... Wait, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about here? I would have gone SRAM on the gravel bikes. Why? And Shimano on the. Because, dude, who needs two by bro? One by. Drink the Kool Aid. No, but but two by is more efficient than one by. Your chain line and is straighter. Diet Dylan says otherwise. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: you
2: say? Uh, okay. The next question is: is Scott going to ride
0: one of Walt's old felt CX bikes this year? Scott's not on the show to tell us. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Is that because does Scott race for a how t- long team that's ago, sponsored by felt? How long ago was HPH. Wout on a felt? Uh, Probably like five years ago. Yeah, dude, what? That bike is like either in a museum or in the dumpster right now. Read. I guarantee it's not in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. There's no way anything that WoW touches ever makes it to the dumpster. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's so, so many. His underwear is in a museum this shit. <laughs> The point I'm making is like a five-year-old
2: bike, like what? No. Dude, there's someone still riding that thing. Does Felt still make cross bikes? Yeah. Uh, do they?
0: Yeah. They might. It, it might be one Felt, of two does brands. Felt
1: still exist? What do you mean? <laughs> the only people that ride Felt is HPH.
2: And the Olympic track program, or at least I used to. Oh yeah,
0: because oh yeah, felt had that sick like left side drive bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. I
2: Haven't seen that anybody was... use that
0: though lately. But felt uh, felt's got some gravel bikes too. I know. I know some riders on felt. Okay. Next question. This one was in our junk mail, and it's just a bunch of pictures of uh, half naked women. So we're not gonna <laughs> not gonna answer that one. That one's gonna go in the spam box. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> uh, this one's from Andrew. I'm curious how you all think some of the U S world tour pros with off-road experience. Okay. Sep Brandon McNulty, Quinn Simmons would do in, in lifetime series Would they dust Keegan or would it be closer to anything? We, we kind of already talked about this. I, I didn't know that Brandon McNulty had any off-road experience. Um, I guess I would if if he does, then I would definitely throw him in the mix because he's yeah, a good. Would climber. they dust Keegan? I don't think they would. I don't think Keegan would necessarily be dusted by anybody except like I don't know, maybe uh, Vanderpool or Wout or something. But I don't think he. I don't his hand. think he'd It'll be dusted. But Coily raises his hand. <laughs> I don't think he'd be dusted, but I think he. I mean, he'd certainly. It, it would certainly be a lot harder for him to win races and he, I don't think he'd be winning every single race. Yeah. I mean like, like one thing I could see happening is like, like someone challenging him up Columbine, you know, and for the first time Keegan have to like either be chasing or like mm-hmm. on the, like I'm like, I know he was like on the limits, but he was on his own limits, right? Like he got to choose what pace he wanted to go. Like, and he was still riding within himself, even though mm-hmm. he was going for record pace. Like what, it, I think a Seth time- could, could put Keegan more on his limits. Going up like a Columbine or even power line. So Quinn Simmons has done Leadville before. Do you know what time he got when he did Leadville? Yeah, I mean so he, I, he I, he just, was, I just I just hold up it was uh it was twenty twenty one or no no, okay. it was twenty nineteen, so it was the year pre COVID. Okay. Um so four years ago. And he raced from behind because he he started in the white corral. Oh wow. Uh and he finished second. And is- he slatted. Oh my gosh. Uh, and his time was 6:22 though. So I mean, you know, and he was 18. I mean, you know, he's just, <laughs> wild. Yeah, he's good yeah, but like you know. 3 minutes
2: behind Howard.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So so Keegan went 40 minutes faster than that. Now, there's a lot of fact there's a lot of confounding factors in there, but okay. I mean, of these three guys, I don't know that I would put Quinn Simmons as the top contender. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think Sepkus if there's anyone, if there's an, any American that could take down Keegan at Leadville, I'd put, I'd probably say Subco's. Yeah. Oh man, this one's like a video of sausages, uh, dude. What is people spamming <laughs> us? What's going on? What here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, dude, someone sent us the eBay listing of what or uh, Vanderpool's lost underwear boa dial. Oh. His <laughs> <laughs> broken boa. That's funny cuz I think okay. I think Drew you were talking about that yeah. a few episodes ago. Mm. Uh, okay, so this one's funny. So this one's from Adam. He says, "Please explain on the podcast why Dylan is manscaping his tires before the race." <laughs> <laughs> dude, Adam did the same thing. Dude, you yeah, should dude, a I didn't have a efficient of a, a system
2: though. <laughs> dude, this podcast could be sponsored by Manscape. It should be. Seriously. Man. Yeah. Barstool Sports and Manscape.
0: Yeah. No, my, uh, I, so look, I feel like I've explained this before, but if you have a fresh, <laughs> I feel like if you have a fresh pair of Conti race Kings, man, those things are hairier than your like legs in the middle of December. They are so hairy. They're like, I don't know why they don't trim the tire hairs off of them, but I'm, I figure, okay. I so I've not tested this in the wind tunnel, but if your leg hair is 70 seconds over 40 kilometers, these tire hairs have to be similar to that, dude. And they just look terrible. Like I don't know if you've how long you've or how much you've ridden on them when they still have the hairs on them. But mm-hmm. it makes the tire look like it has like the worst tread possible. <laughs> it's so annoying. Sure. So I think it's just so, laziness on their part. Like it's not that hard to degate these yeah, things. Yeah. No, I don't know. But anyway, so I used to use scissors, which takes way too long. But uh, my buddy, who I was staying with, he just let me use his like i don't know his his like manscape what hair trimmer yeah. <laughs> and i just like it, it it honestly it took maybe five minutes to do a tire so 10 minutes total and i just did it did it, did it do ner- it as precisely I, I think it did a better job honestly really yeah yeah Man. it was good dude it took me probably 20 minutes with freaking clippers with what yeah exactly Yeah, so now, you know, now the person... I was was actually really... It took so long, I was close to not even doing the back. Because I was like, I'm never going to see the back. It'll be kind of out of sight, (laughs) out of mind. (laughs) So you're just doing it so it looks better? I mean, I also agree that it's got to be, you know, adding some amount of drag. But literally, like, I just can't stand the look of it. It looks so terrible when you're looking down at your front tire. No, I agree. And... And you can hear it, too. It's like, like... It's literally making a noise when it's going around yeah continental like what are you doing get it what just shave those tire hairs man and make a 2.4 <clears> racing <throat> already i don't know what the deal is yeah so now you know my airbnb person has tire hairs all over their uh their like front yard but that's fine whatever it's probably <laughs> biodegradable uh, okay man yeah some of these some of these like they get lost in they get put in like our our uh what is it un- or what is this Folder, request called, folder message request folder hmm. and then oh crap now i just lost it and then it t- and then it takes a little while for me to like get finally get get around to seeing it hmm. so someone sent the same question twice oh here it goes this is from scooter uh hey bonk bros huge fan been listening or have been doing most of the bwr wafer races this year currently second in points for the championship my main background is desert moto racing and mountain bike racing so i could say i have good technical skills been using road pedals on my gravel bike lately should i run them for bwr utah and kansas or should i go with spd so this is interesting dylan because i was actually going to ask about this so you you opted for mountain bike pedals at leadville this year Mm -hmm. and what was what was your reasoning there Might have to walk. I did the same, but I think it's for different purposes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, so I was going to run road pedals. I was using road pedals in training, and then I had some knee issues uh, right before my taper. And I, I think that the mount, you know, I use Crank Brothers mountain bike pedals for racing, and they just have more float than road pedals. And so I opted for those, and it really didn't have anything to do with performance. It just had everything to do with trying to save my knee. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I ran road pedals last year, but last year I was like riding exclusively road pedals on my gravel bike. And this year I've just been running mountain bike pedals on my, my, my gravel bike for some reason. And I tested road pedals on my mountain bike, like in the couple weeks before, and I was mm-hmm. actually doing worse power numbers with those. So I, that's, that's the reason why I switch. why I stuck with the mountain bike pedals. Like it, I don't know if it's just cause I've been riding those more this year. But, Interesting, or I was just on a bad day, but either way, I chucked it up to it was the road pedals' fault. Um, would 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 you run road pedals for BWR Utah or Kansas? Um, yeah, I, I did see some people at Kansas last year, like even the leaders having to get off and run a couple sections of single track because it was like super rocky. Uh, really? So I know you've got good skills, but it was it wasn't because it was like too technical. It was because there were literal like rock obstructions that you had to like run over. Uh, And I think like, I don't know. I I think if you've been, I I would just run whatever you've been running. Like I wouldn't, I just wouldn't change. If you've you've been using road pedals, like I think you'd be fine on road pedals. So I use, uh, my decision to run road pedals or mountain bike pedals for gravel races (laughs) comes down to how much I have to walk. And even if I have to walk like 10 feet of the course, I'll still go for road pedals. Like it's not that big a deal to walk in road pedals. People freak out about it. Like it's going to. Like if you walk in road pedals, then, you know, the earth is going to collapse in on itself, but it's really not that big a deal. Um, if, but that being said, they're not made for walking. So if you have to walk for minutes at a time in a race, obviously go for the mountain bike pedals. I think for any BWR race, there's barely any walking at all. Uh, most BWR races, you shouldn't be walking at all. Yeah. I'd go for road pedals. Yeah. Agreed. Wait, so I should do road pedals for VWR Utah? Yeah, and As your definitely plan. 38
1: Strata Bianchis. Now my tires are mounted. That's settled. <laughs> what do you to go try. with? <laughs> the getaway challenge. <clears throat> the challenge getaway
0: XP. 40s. 40, bro. Oh, okay. Well, Solid.
1: Good hopefully luck with a that. New, Hopefully I get a new <laughs> bike between now and then, too. You know, nothing like. Nothing like building building up a new bike the week before a race. What what bike are you trying to Dude, get?
0: Dude, isn't it next isn't it next weekend like a week from today? Yeah, I thought the bikes were gonna show up this week and they Why do you need yet. a different bike? Just use the bike you got.
1: I yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, but if the new well, bike comes in, why would I not ride the new one? Spill because the beans. What bike are you it. getting? <laughs> a crux. Okay.
2: Ooh. Turning over to the like, dark side.
1: A, crux is like a pound and a half lighter than a truck Boone, hmm. uh i think because it's like the truck Boone has all that other like added I so nonsense steamed. i don't know like i don't know that seems to
0: add a lot to the frame for very little benefit so i mean the, the crux is kind of an anomaly too that's like the lightest gravel frame ever like yeah. it's super light which which but the are you getting the like a, 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 a full better. complete or are you getting you're gonna have to build it up
1: it's coming with, uh, it's coming complete. But I'm gonna build it up with the parts that I have. It's coming with like Axis Rival, and I'm gonna put Axis Force on it because I have that already. So.
0: Uh, yeah. What's the tire clearance on a Crux?
1: Forty-seven. Know, way more, way more than a boom,
0: you, you, Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll clear Pathfinder forty-sevens easily. With it comes, clearance, it comes with Pathfinder forties. You should just run that bike. You should literally just run the bike as is. Don't don't disassemble it and all that stuff before BWR Utah. Just run it as yeah, but, is, yeah. and then yeah, a- mess the with it afterwards. It's so easy to to swap out, man. I Guess yeah, but then not,
1: I can't the, sell. not the hoods then and I can't stuff. Sell, then I can't sell the new stuff brand new. It'd be lightly
0: used. <laughs> it's all What's, man. That's what, just for the three hundred bucks you're going to get for the the group set. Like you're going to compromise your race for that. It's so easy to swap out axis stuff. What are you talking about? You gotta like bleed the brakes and stuff. That takes like
1: 10, 15 minutes, dude. Are you?
0: I'm, I guarantee I feel, I'm, it's gonna. You're gonna spend, I'm like, pretty, three, you're I'm gonna spend like 3 hours in my, your garage doing this. I'm too weeks for now. Com- I didn't have a rear brake the whole way. Confident
1: in my bleeding capabilities, buddy. <laughs> Wasn't my fault. It's not like it's nothing. It's a. It's a. You do it and it's done. What's the? Why is there? <laughs> like,
0: why's there a hazard of doing it? If I can bleed my brakes. On the used, I'm saying, Man, the the week of the race, like spending three hours in your hot garage just is not (laughs) going to be good good for your brakes. I have an air-conditioned basement bike shop inside
1: my house. Okay, I love it down there. That's better. That's
0: better. I I do everything in my hot garage. So yeah, I got a little spot in my basement. Okay, I've seen it. It's actually really cold down there. It's like thirty degrees. Oh, then then let me send you my bikes and you can do my (laughs) my brakes down there too. Gladly, send them on over. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, it's just another complaint about the audio quality. Uh, okay. Uh, oh man, another one that let's see. Okay. I have a podcast question. This one's from Nathan and Nathan, I'm sorry. I missed your last question. That was from a month ago. Uh, maybe we'll get to it, but this one's more relevant. Probably not. because, uh, <laughs> because I think it's, it's somewhat time sensitive. So if you were to buy a groomsman gift for a, a groomsman gift for a cyclist budget $100 to $300 what would you get a buddy asked me and I am polling ideas my assumption is you will probably answer this after they are celebrating their first anniversary but I had to ask anyways <laughs> <laughs> dang how, no, how Nathan, long ago dude, did we, we ask you question? Homie. it was only like yet? a week ago dude we got oh, two. nice time. well yeah. i think the answer is obvious it's Pathfinder 47s <laughs> Uh, one one pathfinder 47 is under a hundred dollars or or maybe drew maybe would this be appropriate for a, a keg of uh flow sorry what was the question <laughs> yeah dude dude Drew, you <laughs> are the new scott man <laughs> i'm pulling a scott i'm distracted if you were to buy a groomsman's gift for a cyclist budget of a, up to 300 dollars, what would you get them didn't you just say it cost 300 dollars to
1: bleed brakes I just bleed their brakes for them. I just bleed.
0: No, dude, I didn't. You did you not listen to anything I said? <laughs> just bleed their brakes in my air <laughs> condition. I was like Forty bucks for a bike shop to bleed brakes. Uh, Three hundred dollars. Um,
1: dang, you could get them uh, a month and a half's worth of ignition coach co coach coaching, <laughs> 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 or one month of pro coaching. It's true. Yeah, it's true. And if you if 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 you mention that you got it through this podcast, we'll even throw in an extra half month. We'll round it up to for two months. You get Dang. two months for three hundred bucks or whatever. <laughs> That's gonna be real. That's a solid deal.
0: Uh, although, like, then you're just enticing your buddy to beat you. So you, you yeah. should probably also buy yourself the coaching, mm. the two mm. months of coaching, so that way you can be on yeah. even playing fields. Yeah, and you probably need
1: to keep your coach for at least two years to see maximum gains. Um, and, yeah, so and, it, and yeah.
0: four years total. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd, uh, but it's the gift that keeps on giving, though. That's what you exactly. have to remember.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the
0: important part. So, yeah, either coaching or Pathfinder 47s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Okay, this one's from Malcolm. Question for the Bonk Bros posse. When is someone going to go on the Nero show? They've been disrespecting gravel big time. What is Nero?
1: Oh, that's Jesse Coyle. Oh, that guy. (laughs) Let's go. Jesse Coyle, his YouTube videos suck. Dude, go watch his look up Jesse Coyle on YouTube. And it's like it's like I'm I'm Dylan Light. This guy's like Dylan Dylan trash. Like he doesn't even try Damn, to get a backdrop. Dude. He just turns on his microphone and he Yo, just starts off the cusp talking about. I was dude, so we
0: gotta, I was like, a, we gotta do a show with this guy on. We should actually invite him on, man. For he's sure, he's Australian. Why is it he, called uh, Nero? What does that mean? I think that's just his like, coaching company. N- like non-ero, is, probably, is that what he's going for? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably looking at us, thinking, "What the heck, ignition?" You know, same thing. Look, yeah, he's he's Australian, and he's got a YouTube channel. I uh, so his his videos are very. We're not even talking about the Nero show right now. We're just talking about Jesse Coyle. But Jesse Coyle's videos are they're very unscripted and and there's not a lot of editing either it seems honestly it seems like what he does is he turns on his webcam and then he just talks for 10 to 15 minutes and then he turns off his webcam and that's a video and maybe Which, two maybe two minutes of that 15 minutes look, is helpful look i'm i'm not even disrespecting that approach i have i have mad respect for youtubers that puts so little effort into their videos and still get like millions of views. I'm like, how, how do, that you, is have true. Life, how do you have life turned on easy <laughs> mode right now? It, like takes me 15 hours of work to do a video. And this person looks like they did it in 20 minutes and their video has a million views. Yeah, so, that is frustrating. He does optimize the clickbait. He's got though, more, like he, he's got 10 times more views than you me no just I so uh, this was a hypothetical person but Jesse Coyle definitely doesn't have 10 times the views of me but he okay. might have 10 times the views of Drew probably he gets <laughs> like I think he gets like about 5k
1: average I'm only at like the 3k 2k average besides mm-hmm. so that one that's up to 90k now oh <laughs> that is uh
3: that was one, going vibral. which one is
1: which one is that uh world's most dangerous crit mm,
0: that's a good one dude that's some good numbers for diets. So different. I guess
1: like breaking your wrist in a race <laughs> means it'll be your best performing YouTube video. I
0: mean. Yeah, maybe yeah, don't yeah, test dude. that
2: theory. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> don't,
0: don't plan on it. So the Nero show, I actually have watched that. That's like the podcast that Jesse Coyle does with, uh I think his name is Chris Miller. Mm. Another Australian guy. If I'm butchering your name, I'm sorry, Chris. Or not Chris, whatever. <laughs> Shane? Is it Shane <laughs> Miller. Shane G.P. Miller. Miller. No, 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 not gosh. All right, I'm gonna hear. I, dude, I literally follow this guy on Instagram. I feel so bad, oh, dude. I think we just move on. What was the question yeah. again? <laughs> what do we think of the next m- question? <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of the Nero show?
1: Okay, good. It wasn't from the Nero show, so they probably won't hear us saying, yeah, less. Chris
0: Miller, dude. Chris Miller also has a YouTube channel. Hmm,
1: okay, well, it's Anyways, like the it's Australian you- version of Ignition, but not as cool. <laughs> yeah (laughs) two guys trying to make youtube videos doing some coaching doing some racing literally like the australian version and maybe we are the maybe actually maybe we're the american version of them because they probably existed before we did
0: why do they hate gravel so much
1: so i so so in
0: australia i have i have watched the nero show and i've watched when they are disrespecting gravel quote unquote (laughs) and they're i mean they're just total roadies right like they're both total roadies and they don't really understand this whole gravel thing which is fine i mean i don't expect them to and they don't live in the us so they don't you know they don't realize that here in the us like gravel is you know the the big hot thing right now i don't know how big gravel is in australia but you know yeah that's why that's why they disrespect gravel is because like, hmm. you know they're they're not here in the us and they are 100% roadies okay Well, anyways, moving on. This next one's from Levente. Uh, Hopefully I said that right. I say, hey, Bonk Brothers, I'm up in arms about drink mixes not being that expensive. As per the current science, a 0.7 to 1 to 1 ratio of uh, fructose to glucose is ideal. And pure freaking table sugar, sucrose, is, well, exactly a 1 to 1 ratio. And it's a disaccharide, which means it breaks down quite easily. Last time I checked, you can get a kilogram of table sugar for less than a dollar, at least in the country that I live in. I don't know where that is. And the cheapest drink mix is at least five times that. The point I'm trying to make is that drink mixes basically charm the customer with this super optimized formula when in reality all you have to do is for a training ride is throw in the correct amount of table sugar in your bottles with some salt and lemon and you're good to go, as long as you can tolerate the sweetness. I guess I've never tried pure freaking table sugar before. Yeah, I will. I also say... Unless you, and, and he throws in the caveat, if you can tolerate the sweetness, that is like the main problem with using pure sugar, right? It's so sweet that if you use it, if you just use plain sugar for, as your only fuel source for a six hour race or a seven hour race, you're, you're going to be completely sick of it, uh, about halfway through. I like, have a related question.
1: Uh, F- flow was out of everything on their website. <laughs> They're, it's all up. It's all. It's all. It's all back now, guys. So yeah. you, the case is resolved. You can go get all the difference. But for some reason, they was out of. They were out of everything except for low sodium flavorless. And I needed to get something to use for BWR Utah. So I ordered a bag of this low sodium flavorless. But I don't want low sodium. So is there a problem with me just putting salt, uh, like normal kosher salt, in there, like and making up for the two hundred? I mean that's like what I do. For the low that's okay, I do. That's basically what flow does. So. Okay, I was like, yeah, that's, that's "Should I, I use like some kind of higher quality? You know, like that Himalayan, or is this just table salt?" Do you, do you salt? know okay. if you're a salty? Can. Do you know if you're a salty sweater or not? I got it test a long time ago, but I need to get it retested. Yeah, I think I am on the saltier side versus okay. the less salty. Yeah, okay, so I just went with. I looked up. Probably. I looked up what their standard bags have, and their standard bags have about four to 500 milligrams of sodium per serving. So I made up the difference by putting in table salt and then just yeah. mixing up the bag.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what I do. Cause I, for whatever reason, I can't really tolerate like a full 90 grams of just the standard mix. Like I have to have some of the flavorless in there. Mm. Uh, so I do the, I do the low sodium flavorless and then I add in my own salt. Okay. Mm. Got it. Um, another question was,
2: Oh, Oh, how can I add flavor? Are there ways to add flavor to it? Like, like I don't you should know. submit these questions to the Instagram. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> um, um, uh, I'm, I'm, i I'm going to be honest. I, my, portal. my, my preferred
0: flow formulas flavor is flavorless. I absolutely agree. does not answer my question.
1: I go, I go I'm asking the... <laughs> you if I want to add some kind of custom flavor.
0: Just for okay. the fun, so this are you like be, a freaking so six-year-old bro? You don't need more flavors. This is going to be a little <laughs> bit race. This is going to be a little bit off-brand here. But sometimes what I do is, is if like if I don't need a full ninety grams of carbs, I'll just put in like one or or one and a half scoops of unflavored flow, and then just add like a scoop of scratch on top of that.
1: Mm. Or just some like Gatorade, yeah. I would do Gatorade, probably, man. Maybe some Kool-Aid. <laughs> some orange yeah, <laughs> yeah, For those, right. little smart, yeah. those little sport. Those little Kool-Aid, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could add some <laughs> yeah. Mio. Wait, my dad used to always do the, uh oh, what was that orange? Um, tang. Or Crush? The, the Tang. Oh, Tang. Tang. Yeah. Uh, that was
0: like an old yeah. school, Kool-Aid. I mean, yeah, you, could, Kool-Aid. you could, I guess, do anything. You could add any kind of Powder, powdered flavored drink to it i guess i don't have to worry about it sometimes now I, they, now I'm like now they're flavored bags for like an endurance ride sometimes i'll i'll throw in like a packet of iced tea mm-hmm. iced tea yeah you ain't wild, southern. man. wow <laughs> i'm getting crazy <laughs> up in here <laughs> you're Dude, in southern look look if if you in, in if in, in an actual endurance bike race the less flavor the better honestly Oh, a hundred percent. I didn't say a bike race. I said an endurance He's ride. He's talking about for freaking BWR. Oh yeah.
1: Oh no no. I was just talking about if I just want to you know spice things up and oh <laughs> like how cool would it be if if, if we did a collaboration? You could put with some Flo. like chili
0: chili powder in there. I know it's right, really I'm saying. So up. that's where
1: I'm going. Is what if we did a custom no. ignition Coach Co. flavored flow formula? It's kind of like what Vegan Cyclist did, but it'd have to be on brand with the flame. Dude, that Vegan Cyclist flavor mm. is the
0: worst. It would be. You know what I it would be? What's poll- that? I think they did a poll and it actually showed that it was the people like it the Dude, most. Dude, uh, it would be like flaming cinnamon flavor, like the hot tomato. Yeah, 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 we'd have it, to do. Yeah, we'd have to do. Uh what are those
1: little um hot, hot shots, uh, Fireball. Fireball
0: flavored <laughs> like cinnamon. Yeah. That would it's be cinnamon so disgusting.
2: I would never drink our own flavor of flow <laughs> ever. Dot gets his own, it's just flavored like bush light. <laughs> I think we're on to something.
1: All right, we need to I need to we need to I need to go ride. It's an hour and a half. Alright, let's do one more question. Uh, oh Wait, my we got a bunch gosh. of questions from Tyler. Tyler, let's have you read yours. Yeah. Let's see here. Tyler, how many questions you got? Do people actually listen to this podcast for this
2: long? <laughs> that is a yeah. All right. Will Peter Sagan do the Lifetime Grand Prix next year and be a domestique for Rusty? Mm. Roadhouse. Ooh. Or Texas Roadhouse is trying to pick him so up for our quick. What I've heard is, crit is crit that
0: Europeans don't care about the Grand Prix at all. Like Europeans are like, what is that? So my guess is no. I read something that he's going full time mountain bike now.
2: Yeah, mountain bike. Yeah. This world is a Cup good transition. Though. He was, because he was racing the world championships in mountain bike, did pretty well. It was only three minutes down. Uh, did you guys watch the short track at all? I did no. not. Okay, well. Does, is
0: that when Pidcock crashed someone
2: out? Yeah, yeah, Pidcock. So the last lap, it's coming down to the finish. Sam Gaze is winning. I can't remember who is second. And basically, like Luca Schwartzbauer was leading into the final turn which was like a downhill kind of off camber it was pretty dusty mm-hmm. Vanderpool crashed there on the start loop of the XCEO race uh but Pidcock shot up the inside and ended up taking out Schwartzbauer um who was winning no he was he w- it was for third place oh, okay last spot on the podium Luca was not stoked about it uh and someone asked was that like a legit move and i mean on the one hand, it's a little dicey, but on the other hand, like, dude, you leave the door open. I did yeah. see, so I, I didn't watch the clean. race, but I did
0: see a highlight of exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think it's fine. I think it's clean. Yeah, yeah. Did they did they end up relegating him? It also like like the mm-hmm. way that uh the way that he crashed. It, it just looked like he maybe like hit something. Like his front tire just like barely slid out, and then he went down. Yeah. Like it didn't really look. Like it was necessarily from the uh you know, bumping or whatever, you know, inside corner that, that Pidcock took. It just looked like he maybe yeah.
2: got a little bit offline and his tire kind of slipped out on some grass. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was clean. Uh I would probably be pissed about it too, but hey man, gotta gotta close the door. Yeah. Uh favorite two bolt shoes? Like mountain bike? Uh, I think that's the only thing.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh dude, I don't really I run road shoes for almost everything, and when I have to run mountain bike shoes, I'm pissed. So, <laughs> so you don't even have a favorite? <laughs> well, I have got the Specialized S Works, whatever the mountain bike shoe is called. It's fine. Recon. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit. It's not uh, the one that I use is not even this year's model. It's like a couple years back. It it it's comfortable, and when I go mountain biking in piscots, it's it's a good shoe. But yeah, I don't I don't prefer mountain bike shoes or two bolt shoes or whatever i prefer anything lace up has to have Mm. laces interesting Mm. okay Mm. people people uh complain about the s-works recon lace shoes being uncomfortable because like they are like kind of high in the ankle pocket Mm -hmm. Uh, but Mm -hmm. i just like i just cut that part off and then now they're fine okay Mm
1: -hmm. oh wait so pitcock didn't crash
0: no no no, no. man how
1: bad is that tree placement Look at that! <laughs> that literally, right when it happens, there's a tree in the way. Watch this! Oh, I did it too soon. Oh my gosh, dude! Watch we don't this. have time. Oh yeah, no. Okay, dude, that's uh, a yeah, bad view though. You, you can you that. can see if there's Why a view. that tree there? That's, there's there's, there's an angle, angle that's like coarse side. I didn't know yeah. that he. Uh, when you guys were explaining it, it sounded like he. He didn't All Right, We got to keep going. Or they, or they, yeah, both, yeah. they both, All they right. both. Next crashed. question
2: is, uh, well, here's one that might lead to uh, the matchbox podcast. Do you guys as coaches ever account for regular maintenance in tra- in building athletes, training plans, like regular bike maintenance. No. Oh, like recommend I, I bike, do, bike maintenance intervals. I don't, I don't do that. I, I don't build that in, but if I do have a, like a customer or like a client that is going to a race, then I usually have like a week before and like maybe the week of like a, a bike check ride where it's just like, Hey, go out, mm-hmm. test your, check your setup, like make sure that you have all the stuff that you need kind of deal. But yeah. that's,
0: I don't schedule like Yeah. I kind of do the same and usually a week or two before, uh, uh, I, an a event mm-hmm. they're exclusively riding that bike unless there's like a yeah. group ride or something that they have to use a road bike for or something but yeah um exclusively riding like the race bike if they can
2: all right last question this is this is for the people so i want you to consider that this is what the people want in your answer right so the question was can we have a bonk bros host showdown at little sugar mountain bike and big sugar gravel with combined points
0: oh wow no hmm. yeah. I don't None know
2: Drew's going to do mountain bike races. I have to do BWR
0: Kansas the week before. Dude, just double up. Why? So why do they want it to be two races? I mean, we could just have it at <laughs> Big Sugar.
2: Well, they, I mean, you know, it's okay that, you know, you uh, – can't you know you wouldn't dominate on the mountain bike you guys would all get crushed uh by me but basically it's like showing uh showing off-road dominance who's the best off-road racer you got to yeah, all around this, her. the mountain bike and you got to be on the gravel bike
0: yeah uh, it's kind of a bummer I mean, that they didn't just lump the little sugar race into the uh, grand prix series uh, you think maybe, they'll do yeah, that next year. year you think they'll do yeah. that next year for I sure imagine. <sighs> yeah yeah I'm still holding out for a East coast race, but I don't think that that's happen. not going to happen. <laughs> they, they talked about it on one of the podcasts that there, there there's, there's zero emphasis East, being placed so, on East coast. So I'm, I'm actually debating whether to do that little sugar race or not. Do you think that yeah. I should do it just for, just because it'll likely be in the series next year. And that way I've got like one year of experience under my belt for when it is in the series.
2: No, dude, I'll do it for you and just, like, give you feedback on <laughs> what tires to run and everything. I think you guys are fine. Oh, I mean, definitely Conti Race Kings.
0: I don't know. Yeah, no, man, I think those would flat too easily there. Don't you think, need, like, think, super think, flat-proof tires? I think you need for, to you need you put like, a 2. Conti 6s. Race King on
2: top of a Conti Race King. Then maybe you wouldn't flat. I think <laughs> if you ran some Maxis Aggressors, it'd be probably the perfect tire, or to ag- yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Some ass guys.
2: Some yeah. ass guys. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. You heard it here first. Everybody else is too scared to come down and race mountain bikes, so just get a I'm not. Show dude, there. I'm thinking it's, about it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to dissuade you. I don't if I, there's a there's a there's
0: a decent I would say it's a 50-50 chance that I'm doing Little Sugar right now. Mm. Is there mm. is there any chance that you're going to do BWR Kansas? Uh you know? maybe. The showdown before so the true. showdown i mean i don't want to embarrass I'll drew too much i'm already I'll gonna embarrass you. I'll him smoke <laughs> twice in one week let's do dude, it i'm already gonna embarrass him at big sugar like you know i don't want him to start his
2: cross season on a on a bad note so i'm barely dude, doing cross anything. will already be in full swing at that point okay? yeah i didn't want to say it but cross is coming <laughs> and it's
0: coming up pretty quick Ugh. yeah dude this is gonna be like three cross wins deep by that point Oh, um, yeah, because you guys are all going to be at Schwamagam again, and I'm going to be at Go Cross Schwamagam again. So we'll be...
2: <laughs> check as it were.
0: Schwamagam. Check, uh,
2: on. check <laughs> uh Yeah. Well,
0: Schwamagam right, is a cross race. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Is that uh, the last question? That's all that I had.
0: Wow. That's yeah. Right. I you mean, I people down. There's a, there's a couple more, but I uh, yeah, I could I could I could wrap it up here. All right. Yeah, let's wrap. Yeah, let's. Can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> you can leave. Dylan, do you have a gravel specific sunscreen recommendation? What? Jack I wants to The know. one that's Arrow. Uh, Jack, one, one of your, your in one of your videos, you mentioned that there's gravel specific sunscreen now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think my spirit of gravel video. Um, yeah. Um, you like a sun sport guy? Uh, I think I use like the Banana Boat. Ooh, that's a good one too. Sports classic. edition, classic. yeah, classic. <laughs> Waterproof, yeah. No, do you, do you go for the, the the zinc plated one where it's like turns your skin, <sighs> Dude, bright purple? purple? So I was talking about this with some people at Leadville. What is it with guys over forty years old and they put so much sunscreen on that you can still see it? Like they're they're white with sunscreen. Like rub Dude, that it's because guy. they've already they've already received in. their like early stage melanoma diagnosis, so they're like now. Worried about it? Yeah, we like, we don't baby. wear sunscreen because we're we haven't gotten that diagnosis no, I do, yet. I do
2: wear sunscreen, but I rub it in. So I do. Can- <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 there's two different types of sunscreens: chemical sunscreen and, and zinc, like uh, mm-hmm. what do they call it? Zinc infused or, or huh? Zinc infused or something or zinc? No, it's like uh, I can't remember. There's like a specific name for it, but basically, like the chemical sunscreen that you rub in. Uh, like, is absorbed by your skin. Oxide-based? Sens- yeah, like, um, there's another... Anyway, there's another term for it, but, like, it, it sits on top of your skin and reflects the the yeah. bad UV rays instead of, like, absorbing into your skin and filtering it out. Yeah. And that's the Science. stuff that,
0: that you see the old guys, like, their skin's still, like, white or purple is because mm-hmm. it hasn't... It doesn't really... It doesn't, like, rub in, like, like normal sunscreen. So, the, you know... The question that I have now is, does sunscreen have an effect on performance? You know, like, does it block sweat pores or anything like that? Got to do some research. Yeah. Stay tuned. Well, there you go, Jack. Banana boat. Here's your answer. Okay. Let's wrap it up. All right. Okay. See ya. See ya. See ya. Bye, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Real quick. Episode is not over. I forgot to put this out there because we want to make sure we start pooling the funds as soon as possible. Are you going to edit this in to the middle because everybody's going to be like hearing us say goodbye and then uh, no 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 no. they're just going to be no what's going to happen is I'm going to
2: one ad placement.
0: No, I'm going to put this (laughs) as the intro so that way people are waiting for it the whole show, and it just doesn't come up until the end. So. Earlier this week, Bonk Bro's email, we got an invitation to accept money for the Help Drew Dillman Find a Special Purpose Fund on GoFundMe. That's and if you're so interested, stupid. I can drop so the link stupid. in the show notes. Started by none other than Jonathan Perez. The Help Is, that playing, Drew is Dillman. that playing Bikes? We don't know, because we don't know who Playing Bikes Did is. Playing Bikes had another meme about you being uh being like... Nothing. Dylan Light or something. Drew, did you Diet see? Did Dylan. you go to your page? Have you donated yet?
1: No way! I'm going to look this up right now. Go. I'm going to send
0: it to you right now. Looking.
1: Look the dot the com. What's it called? Just just click just the link in the chat. My, just type. No, my just name, click the link in Drew the chat. Delman. Help Drew Dilman find anything in five dollars. We got five dollars. Help Drew find a special purpose. The goal is twenty. Three dollars? Why? Oh, he gave me five. Dude, you get that? Get those man dollars. Drew is searching for his identity, his YouTube special purpose. Once he finds his special purpose, he plans to use it a lot. Drew, <laughs> A.K.A. Diet Dylan Johnson. Yep, I'm, I now now I know your name. Now I know your name. Playing bikes, Jonathan Perez wants to find his own style. In a wild attempt to be genuine, he's asked his fan base, both of us. Both
3: of us, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: him and the person reading it. <laughs> That's a good one. That was pretty good. <laughs> to help him come Dang. up with ideas for his YouTube channel, Dude, ideas playing bikes like is testing, a savage. Testing unique foods fifteen minutes before a crit. What does it feel like to ride gravel without bar <laughs> Do I really need a seat post? If we can both come together and brainstorm some ideas of how we diet Dylan Johnson can be himself, then maybe he can have the financial freedom to remove himself from the Dylan Johnson shadow. You could be responsible for guiding Drew to success as a YouTuber who wears road suits and aero helmets off-road while debating the merits of tires and arrow bars, help to be able to afford a pretentious ice maker. The little ice nuggets by giving him all of your wildest YouTube video ideas. <laughs> he lives in Florida. I'm mm. um, making me a trip to Florida asap, Jonathan Perez. Yeah, you gotta, gotta collect
0: your five bucks. <laughs> Dang, he felt. Well,
1: I think he he had to feel he had to f- feel bad about making fun of me, so he had to give me five dollars. I don't
2: think he felt bad at <laughs> hey, all. Man, it's not really <laughs> how I, actually, how do I get this money? This is not fully light. funded yet. You got to reach $23. You got to yeah. put another YouTube video it? together. So I'm going to put oh this in the my. show notes so that we can try and raise oh you those my. funds.
0: Oh, dude. Everybody, I, I want to see how high we can get this. Everybody donates <laughs> it. Everybody donates money. This.
1: I'm going to make more money from my special purpose GoFundMe than I actually do <laughs> from my YouTube channel.
0: Uh,
3: what the heck?
0: If we can truth? reach. I, Look, if we can reach $23, I think you can come up with an original idea, Drew.
2: <sighs> you can think about it while you're uh, fixing your flat at BWR. So, Drew,
0: there's there's actually a few more <laughs> questions that came through in the email specifically about your YouTube channel, but we'll wait we'll wait to put those out for next <laughs> week. Some le- legitimate some legitimate suggestions. Yeah, le- let's uh, let's get this GoFundMe raging first. This is pathetic, dude. That I'm can just, you can you ride gravel I, with no seat post? That's a good idea for a video.
1: I don't need this. I don't need this. <laughs> Go fund me. I'm sorry I said anything. I don't. You know what? I don't. Don't. I don't even. I don't even need money. I don't need money. I'll just. You can pay me in Trident. Trident.
3: <laughs> like saw the
1: Trident
0: commercial, <laughs> Run Gum. Uh, come on. All right, that's <clears> it. <throat> let's let's shut it down.
3: That's depressing. depressing. I have a
0: show. See you again. I <laughs> do